What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rick for Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure to you. And today we're graced with the presence of, well, first of all, I'm Ollie with KTG. I'm Frank at Trucking and Truck Base. But we're here with Greg. Hey, I'm Greg Cottrell, president and founder of Rugged Radios. Jeez, how did we get you on this show? Oh, man. Right? You, you had to come up and visit our killer facility. Did, did you know this... you were going to be on this show, or did you think that we were somebody else? <laughs> Some... No, you guys are the number one, so I, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. Dude, I... So we saw this. We actually got a sneak peek of this about, what was it, two months ago? It was about two months ago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where we came down for the uh, Friends of Oceana Dunes event, that the yep, protests exactly. they're having, and um, you guys, which you guys have been a huge part of, and trying to keep the dunes open since it's like literally in your backyard. It is. It's uh, it's our town. This is our city. We want to save our uh, local economy, our, our businesses, and we want to save our sand dunes. So you would say a huge part of the economy comes from the traffic we get. You know, absolutely, and, and every part of the economy. I mean, rugged is worldwide. I sell everywhere. You know, so it probably wouldn't affect me as much as I care about the local gas station. I care about the local restaurant. Right. I care about every single business in this town. I, I consult businesses all the time, and I care about this town. I care about this community because it's not just about me. It's about everybody else and other jobs and people and friends and everybody that I know. So that's why we're fighting. It's not just it. about us. It's about this whole community. I can I can hear it in your voice yeah. right now. Uh, there's, like, there's, there's definitely frustration. Like, and conviction. And conviction. Yeah. There's like a lot of passion right there. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I'm fortunate enough that uh, Rugged has the ability to do these things. You know, fortunate enough that we've, you know, we're a good company. We've had success, and we're just uh, we're pushing hard forward. But you know what? I love the fact that we can help others, and I do that a lot. I, a cancer society of Havasu. I do a big fundraiser before yep. I raise a lot of money. Um, Mission Hope right here in Santa Maria. They're saving lives every day. Uh, they saved one of our own. And so, and friends of Oceana Dunes, let's fight to keep these dunes open. And I love the fact that I can give back and help. That's awesome. You know, we got one of your pink radios and that, it, it predated me joining KC. But I kept looking at this radio and they gave it to me. I joined KC and they're like, hey, by the way, here's this radio we bought from Rugged, the pink series. And uh, what can you go do with it? And it sat on my desk for a month, two months, three months. Finally, I'm like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sell this fucker on eBay. Yeah. And we're going to have people talk about it. And yep. I think we ended up selling that one radio for like $950. Oh, wow. That's and we doubled awesome. it and we gave it to uh, Havasu Cancer uh, you know what? Charity. That's so awesome because, yeah. you know what, people didn't understand that um, the Pink Radio Project, every single penny of the order, I mean, shipping, taxes, yeah. I took nothing out yeah. of it. And, uh, you know, people would go through and say that, oh, I'm in it for the money, whatever else. I'm not in it for the money. <laughs> Dude, I don't <laughs> think you need it. You know, I am yeah. not in it for the money. I go through and I'm in it to help. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is is help others. So that's that's what I'm doing. I would say what I'm surrounded by is the is you having too much money. <laughs> like that you needed to put it in some property to like just sit on it for a while because this is – I don't think anybody else really has a compound like this in our industry. Like, you know there's what? at least not too many. I don't know of anybody that has a compound like this. You know, this rugged yeah. facility is Dude, state of the art. It's amazing. But you know what? The one thing is this. I'm not about the last dollar for myself. 
So I have done all this so the company can grow. I can hire more people. I can pay higher wages. I want this company to have more success so I can help everybody who works for me because everybody helped get me there. Yeah. So even like when that. you walk in our building, we have yeah. all brand new uh, sit-stand desks. And you the toolboxes for the... Yeah, boxo toolboxes. <laughs> I've got so anti-fatigue mats. We have you know ergonomic chairs. I did everything to make my employee comfortable because you know what? When you're working for a company eight to ten hours a day, yeah, you know, let's do everything I can because I'm not the success of Rugged. Yes, I've had a big part to play in it, but I'm the success of Rugged is a team effort. It's everyone from from sales to management all the way down to shipping. My shipping guys, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be getting every package out each day. Right. Our customer wouldn't be happy. So we're, you know, this is the thing. This is a team effort. So when you come to this facility, it's not just about me. Once again, this is about my team. This is about the company getting better. That's so rad. And that's, that, that's why you've probably managed to build what you've managed yeah. to build here because people follow you here. Well, like, you know what? I have a full fab shop. It's a huge passion. Yeah. Yeah, there I, really is. You know, my fab shop, it was interesting. So, like, with my fab facility now, what when I did prototypes, what took me four to six weeks to do, I'm doing in three hours. Wow. Because so everything's in-house right Everything's in-house. And so then I sent it out to the big production companies to do the production. But then I have a car museum. Well, why would you have a car you know, museum for all your builds? I, you know, the thing is, you know, I have every build I've ever done. Yeah. I don't You've sell anything. It. That's incredible. So when you talk about Casey highlights, you know, I have Casey on everything. But I've had it on everything from the start. So when you go through my building and you see every, it's this amazing. is every car I've ever built. It's so true. Yeah. And so, but that's the thing. I don't just build cars and sell them. I don't build cars for the television show, then sell them off. I build them to keep them. Yeah. I build yeah. them to use Cause them. Because you love them. I build them for others to come see them. And now I have a place that everybody can come see them. Hey, Greg. Why not? How about for others to come drive them? I would love that. should be a program <laughs> that you offer to me. I'm done. I'm out. Hey, <laughs> this has been fun. Great control. Great. Rugged come by and see us. And no, you can't drive my car. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, the vehicles that are underneath. These roofs are Yeah, the museum awesome. is, is by far one of my favorite things about it. I mean, the it office is, so is amazing. Cool. But the yeah. museum's like, the 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 variety of the builds that are in there is awesome, for one. Well, this is the thing. Everything means something to me. Yeah. When I build a car, I don't just build it to build it. Okay? It's something from my childhood. It has some meaning. You know, the 32 Ford 5-window coupe on the player's chassis, that thing is... The yellow I, one? Yeah. Yeah. So... That, that was the Milner special from American Graffiti. I love that movie. I mean, that was my parents growing up. That's awesome. That was cruise night with my parents doing that same exact thing. So there's like some sort of personal influence that goes into all of these. There's, there's a connection. Was with your father yeah. into vehicles? Oh, yeah. So, so my dad, I, I, grew up in, I grew up in motorsports from day one. So we had the, uh, a 25-year Kawasaki dealership in Southern California. We were number one dealer. Uh, my dad had a high-performance shop that we had a race team, and we built motors. So I was an engine builder. Wow. I know how to make things go fast. You know, and my dad raced Baja in the late 70s, oh. and my dad raced Class 11. That's wow. why the only Class 11 race is Class 11. And that's the bugs, right? That's the stock Volkswagen. That's yeah. so awesome. That's what Nick Nick Mazzanti over at Rome. <laughs> yeah. Drives. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, so great. So I grew up with the stories of Baja. I grew up with my dad racing and taking me to the races and having a Baja bug and, and taking us out jeeping. And so I've been in this industry from day one. People yeah. don't even know that I've been here from day one. Like you grew up <laughs> in it. So yeah, literally. I, and yeah. the story Quite the literally. story is that my mom and dad tell me is so they had their motorcycle shop. I was born in nineteen sixty nine. I'll be fifty two this year. And um, 
Mom gave birth. Four hours later, she was at the work at work with me doing payroll. <laughs> and I mean, and I was there. My parents from day one. From yeah, day one. <laughs> yeah, my parents couldn't afford anything. They didn't have anything, so yeah. they took me to work. And I'll never forget. You know, I would stand behind the parts counter. I was maybe five or six years old, uh, standing behind the parts counter and walk up, and I'd ask somebody, "Well, what'd you need?" And uh, the guy would look over and say, "He said." That kid can't help me get me somebody else. My dad would say he probably knows more about yeah. your motorcycle than you do. That's right. And uh, and that's what I did. That's awesome. You know, it's kind of funny with Rugged that, man, I I barely graduated high school. It wasn't for me. I didn't go to college. I just knew awesome. I didn't want to work for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to be, you know, this is, it's kind of interesting. I've been doing this 30 years so, you know, I had a company before Rugged doing communications when I invented all the intercom systems and helmet kits and headsets and everything. NASCAR brought me in and I did everything for NASCAR. Oh, I mean, I remember wow. when I made my millionth headset. Before Rugged. Before Rugged. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so the thing is this, I've been in this industry uh, for 30 years. I made all the trophy truck intercoms and I made everything for every. I private labeled for everybody. Wow. So I've been around a long time doing this. Yeah. And I'm the That's inventor. Incredible. You know, and I'm all self-taught. Well, man, I mean, you got to sell a fucking lot of radios to get this <laughs> fucking, <laughs> what we're surrounded by. But it's like, just incredible to like, me that, like, to know that you had, even just the NASCAR piece, like, yeah. that's, I would have never known that. Yeah. I don't. So we're heavy aviation. You know, it's funny, like, right okay, now. Okay, so I was going to ask you that. Like, there's got to be adjacent markets that you're into, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we do. Of course, we're big into off-road. That's what we market. Yeah. yeah. So uh, off-road is what we market. Uh, aviation. I'm huge into aviation. I've got the number one selling headset on Amazon. <laughs> I mean, I, I, sell, awesome. I, I sell thousands and thousands of aviation headsets on Amazon. I do fire truck intercom systems. I do police officer earpieces. And that same technology is in the trophy trucks too, right? With a, a lot, a lot of the same and technology. And we do industrial agriculture. <laughs> it's like, blowing my mind right now. <laughs> like, what's happening? I mean, it's, it's crazy the amount of stuff that people don't even know we do. Sure. Yeah. But we market off-road right yeah you know um for all the circle track guys that make nitro bees the little scanners you know it's amazing how much product I'll, I'll never forget i used to have trailers out in nascar that would sell headsets i would sell eight to ten thousand headsets on a weekend good lord <laughs> you know it was just crazy and um you know and that's what i love about rugged i mean i love what i do yeah it shows there's, i'm just looking at your face lot. like it's it shows well you know what's funny is there's a lot of parallels it. between rugged story and casey yeah. Um, you know, Casey's always had ties in aviation, too. Yeah. And some people might not know, but, you know, the family that currently owns KC, the Wangs, uh, Mike, Alan, Andy, they still are involved within the aviation industry. So the same standards that they expect out of that stuff yeah. is the same standards by which they create what they create now. And I think is part of the reason why Casey's turned around. Yeah. Because you've, you've seen Casey from, like, very close to like the beginning, like, you know, early stages yep. through now. And, you know, they went through a little patch where you they weren't what? doing what everybody else no, was doing. No, you know, you know what the thing is this. I knew that, um, you know, it was interesting. I'll tell you a, a, a quick story. So I was actually brought in by somebody that was part of KC when it was in that downturn to come in and possibly buy the company. No oh, wow. And they said, hey, well, why don't you come in and bring some money in with me to buy the company? That would have been a total, like, fit, though. And, like, yeah. and, I, and I looked at it and... I just said, for one, I got to focus on rugged, and I don't have partners. And I knew what was what was brewing to happen with the, you know, Wang's taking it over and 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 bring it. And you know what? It couldn't have happened in a better way. You know, right. the company really is in the 
best hands. (laughs) And I mean, it's such a great company and it's now in great hands and it's, it's doing what I wanted the company to yeah, do. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's what's so awesome. I love KC. And you know what the thing is this? Why do I love KC? Okay. When I was a kid, I'll never forget seeing the KC highlights. When you talk totally. about the true inventor of off-road industry lighting. Yeah. Been there from the start of off-road. Nobody has the heritage of KC. Right. And yeah. you know what the thing is this? That's what I love. When my dad raced class 11 back in the 70s. You know, in the Mexican 1000 and everything. And I love, I grew up with those stories. And, you know, I think about, wow, you have another iconic company that's been there from the start. Yeah. You know, it doesn't get any better. Yeah, there's some really cool parallels. There well, for I sure. mean, the parallels that I see is like Rugged is such a household name within like, and it started. So I, I would say like KC, it started in racing. I mean, yeah. well, as and, far and as it, how and it, grew. and it started in my garage. Sure. Well, you know, yeah. And, and, right. you know, it's figuratively. What, what's funny is I have a plaque above my now pantry that uh, a little plaque when, uh, you know, that was the start of Rugged Radios. I mean, I was talking to your <laughs> wife earlier and she kind of mentioned, yeah, like you guys really started from the bottom. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I didn't have anything. And uh, but what I did have was drive and determination and. This is the thing. I'm all in with the company. Yeah, sure. That I, makes a huge I, difference. I am all in. Yeah. Whatever the company needs, whatever it takes. I'm. Hey, I have a I have a nice house, but not a big house. I don't live extravagant like that. I'm really good and careful with my money with things because I want to be able to put it back in. Sure. I want to be able to build a car that we can market. So many people build the cars and they sell them off. Well, guess what? My 32 that I built a couple of years ago. I can still take it out for marketing, you know. I can take it to a KC event. I can, totally I, I can loan my cars out right. to other companies that we partner with. That's what it's about. Not just turn, turn it and selling it, and get my money out of it. Yeah. I want to use it for a long time. Ten yeah. years from now, I'm going to have all these cars and I'm going to have fun with them. <laughs> I need you. I need you to talk to Alan about his wagon here, and make him understand what he has, and let him appreciate that that thing should not leave oh, yeah. KC's hands. Yeah, I love that Wagoneer. I was yeah. there watching it built. Cause That's a very common when, sentiment. When Nick was <laughs> building that thing. And call Alan and let yeah. him know. Well, you know what the thing is? I, I think it's a big mistake for companies to build things and sell them. Because it's interesting when, when you first release it, yeah, you get a lot of hype behind it, a lot of eyes on it. But then when you re-release that thing a year later, it's a whole new set of eyes on it. That's sure. true. And, and everyone yeah. thinks about like right now, yeah. But they don't realize, yeah. Within a year, five years, yeah. it's a whole new generation, right? Yeah. That's the one cool. Yeah, thing. they rotate in. Yeah, you know absolutely. what? That's amazing because that's the one thing about our industry is every year it's a new rotation in, a new a new year's worth of enthusiasts and wow, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's just some great things going on, and I love. I, I look at the companies that are. You know, you can see the companies that are going to be here today and gone tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're going to see that. And and I love the fact that, like, when you take KC, I watch the methodical moves they're making. You know, just like you handed me one of a new a new Cyclone. Man, <laughs> it's, it's so cool. I love that Cyclone. I got a box of them, and I put them on everything. My 64 Ford is over here. So now the sun's yeah. going down. I have underglow lights, KC lights underneath it. Yeah. Hey, did you see the lights that are on the front of that? On the front of which one? My 64 Ford. No. So I got a lowered 64 Ford over here with supercharged 5.0 in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've nice. Got, I've got the original KC Highlights rally lights on the front of it. Oh, the chrome wow. rallies. I got to go take a look so at that. Yeah, absolutely. Because they got me a set of those for it. 
and those are the coolest lights. That is so but awesome. But just to show the heritage, those those were made, what, 30 years ago? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I love the fact that they dug out some stock, and that's my pride and joy right on the front of that thing. You know, and man, you know, that's, that's just awesome. so much fun. I mean, yeah, I think that if I was to point my finger at any one single thing that has made KC what it is today, it's everything that you've made us feel and what you talked about for a brand outside of your own brand. Yeah. It's not even your brand. Yeah. And you're, you're all in on your brand, but yet you have this to say about Casey. That's pretty awesome. And I think that's why we are who we are and why I find myself having so much pride and dealing yeah. with anything that I deal with Yeah. to stay there because yeah, I mean, you're, well, you're representing legacy. Well, and you know what the thing is, is I always want to see success, you know, and I, not just with me. I do business consulting all the time and talk to businesses. And sometimes you might not like what I have to say. Sure. Hey, that's, that's cool. I'm going to tell you what I feel. Yeah. But the thing is this, I want to see success. You know, I push my team and um, I push them hard, but I push them for success. Yeah. And you know what? I want to see everybody have success on every level. And hey, you might leave rugged and go on and do something else. I wish you the best. Yeah. I hope that you're expanding. I hope you're growing. And that's why I like when I see companies like KC and I get behind them because I just, I love the company. I want to see success. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, I mean, you guys are such a huge partner of ours. Like anything I do, I usually think to call Dustin first, let him know kind of what I'm thinking about and then moving forward. Like summer camp, for instance, I've got rugged with a full session for multiple days for summer camp which is our, if you don't know about it, we just invite people out. It's yeah. invite only. And we have a great time in Williams, Arizona. And uh, yeah, like I, I've only been there for a year and a half, but I understand how important the, this relationship is and uh, what you guys have done in this industry. And you've brought, you've brought people together figuratively and literally in everything that they do with an off-road. Like we all use rugged race radios. Like, I mean, luckily you guys got those channels on your, on your, yeah. You set up where you license, you pre-license them so we can be yeah. on there and not necessarily have to have licenses ourselves. They're pre-licensed, right? Yeah. Well, and you know what's so much fun is we make such a wide variety of products. Yeah. The GMRSs? From GMRS yeah. to uh, commercial band radios to ham band radios to everything. People don't even realize how many different things we do. Yeah, I think they you do. They, they really underestimate what, what you guys, what your offering is. Yeah. And I yeah. think, and, and the GMRS radios, I think, are really kind of where... At least for us in the overland kind of yeah. off-road, or you know, oh, it's it, it's that everyone's going to go get their the consumer space, yeah, yeah, yeah the consumer exactly. Space, that's it, where it's at, exactly. And you know what the thing is, this it's 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 the future of things. And the thing that I love also is we don't just make radios; we have all the accessories around it. Like yeah. I started in the accessory business. That's what my main deal was: was doing accessories for two-way radios. You know, when I did NASCAR, uh, you know, I came in and did all the NASCAR because they had so many problems. And I mass produced all the headsets and everything. I was the first one to put a detachable cord on the headset, <laughs> you know, because everybody would break the cable yeah. and you had to replace the headset. Yeah. So I'm and like, well, let's put a five pin connector on it. You know, it's funny to see now 30 years later, the influence that I've had on the world of communications. Yeah. That's, that is, you know, I mean, I mean the thing big. is this, That's I've so single handedly changed the world of communications and people don't even know it. And I'm good. I, I don't always, I'm not always, you know, out like telling my story and gloating about things or whatever else. Sure. This is, I got my head down and I'm working. Here's a soapbox <laughs> for you though. Yeah. By all means, yeah. let you us know. know what you did. So, so, so it's, it's fun because, you know, I, I'm not the vacation kind of guy. I'm the work kind of guy. Yeah. Hey, if you were at your old location, well, I mean, actually, no, 
if you were in a little shock or if you were out of the back of your vehicle and you were saying this, I'd be like, maybe he's like over exaggerating a little bit. Like maybe he'll get there. But look at yeah. you. You're there already. Yeah. So yeah. you could you could talk that way. I mean, this is not yeah. common in our industry to see this level of, you know, like Oakley comes to mind. Yeah. Right. Like I think of Oakley. Oakley had that bitching ass front facade and they had a bar upstairs. Yeah. And you have a taco shop in, yeah. in the works. Yeah. On the corner of your street right here. I know. It's a 1,200-square-foot uh, taco and coffee shop because it's the thing. Every year I do a taco tour in Mexico. That's awesome. And the Central Coast has terrible tacos. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. And I have been to every taco shop, and it sucks. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to talk about this. Talk about this. Taco about this. <laughs> and and uh, Keep your day job. Right. Don't worry. <laughs> this is the, unfortunately, this is part of the day job. Um, what's... Uh, What's your favorite taco shop? Uh, Baja Borough in Estero Beach. We love the family. They have amazing tacos. Valley Tea. Valley Tea Trinidad. In the middle of nowhere, the little taco shop, Valley Tea Tacos. Their asada tacos are insane. Right. Uh, but Baja Borough in Estero Beach. What's the best fish taco? Uh, Baja Borough. Go, go get the Steve Squared. So when you go to uh, yes. when you go to Baja Borough in Estero Beach, ask for the Steve Squared. Okay. It's a uh, fish and shrimp. Oh, it's amazing. Rad. Wow. But they are an incredible family. We help them out. We help support them. And they make just killer tacos. So I'm bringing them up to help us and uh, train us. Are they uh, the ones that I, are going to train uh, the They're going to train us. Um, so, um, That's right. You know, I had uh, Guy Fieri's team uh, came in and designed the kitchen for us. Wow. So uh, a good buddy of mine is best friends with Guy Fieri. And uh, I did a bunch of favors for Guy's friend. And he's like, you just tell me when you need me. And uh, Guy Fieri is one one awesome individual. I've never seen a ha- more hardworking, dedicated, um, not for himself guy. Wow. He is. Uh, you wouldn't believe like what that guy does for everybody. He puts in a lot of work. It seems. He puts in <laughs> a lot of work. Everywhere. That guy is. Uh, he's. Uh, I really look up to him because he's an amazing person. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I appreciate anyone who puts their <laughs> puts their little show on the road and like goes off and does their thing because it's not easy. Yeah. Like we, we do our podcasts on location. So it's hard. It's hard yeah. to find new spots, new people, new stories. And it's yeah. like a, it's a hustle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is. I mean, when I remember when I started that, when I wasn't making money in the early days, I had one or two employees. I had a little Ford Ranger pickup. It's funny. Every once in a while I think about this story, I loaded up my Ranger pickup with uh, flyers and uh, business cards. And I drove to every single winery, um, restaurant, uh, hotel, anywhere that I could sell a radio. And I was door to door selling. And I just did everything I could for days on end just to make a buck. Wow. wow. And uh, I'm just that aggressive. Yeah. And I'm that go for it. And the funny thing is, I'm still that guy today. Yeah. I'm here every day, side by side. I'll run back and shipping. I'll be doing something. I'll see shipping's back up. I'll jump on the shipping line. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I think that, that that's a that's a common story. I think when you talk to successful entrepreneurs, is I think people always say, "Wow, it's amazing what you've done. It's incredible what you've built." And wow, you're so lucky and this and that. And well, it's not luck. <laughs> but when you really kind of boil it down and you distill it to what its true factor is, it's just it's it's the work ethic. It's the hustle. Yeah. It's the fact that that you. I mean, when you question why someone is where they is. Nine times out of ten, it's going to come down to the fact that when you were sitting at home watching TV, they were out there grinding it out door yeah. to door. Absolutely. You know? And no matter who joins your company, yeah. they'll never 
understand fully yeah. what you have yeah. to go through. Yeah. I mean, I'm the son of a ice cream truck driver. So yeah. you you went to work with your parents at like the bike yeah. shop, right? Yeah. I went to work on the back of an ice cream truck with my dad at the age of five, six, you know? Yep. But it's the same fucking hustle. It's yep. like absolutely. It's, and then my dad well, had sales, a construction sales company. Sales, you, you know, know like you know, that's yeah. yeah sales no, exactly. Sales. I, mean, I mean that's the thing is I'm definitely hard working. Yeah. I mean I, I go for it. I have I have this job and I have a second job. And uh, so I train at a world famous MMA gym. Oh wow! So I'm a third degree black belt. I thought you looked pretty fit. So, like yeah, you look so like the kind of guy I want to go. Fuck yeah. With. So I I train it. <laughs> I train at a little place called the Pit. That's where Chuck Liddell is from. John Hackleman is the most famous. There's a big cutout of Chuck Liddell actually. Oh yeah. In there is. So the I, I know in Chuck. The workshop. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I get to train with UFC fighters. Fuck yeah. So wow. John John Hackleman is the most famous uh, trainer in the world. And he's my mentor, my trainer. I'm a third degree black belt under John Hackleman. And I train the future That's black rad. belts. And I'm there four days a week. So when I leave rugged, <laughs> my second job starts and I'm yeah, sparring every week. Yeah. And I'm training hard. And um, But you know what? This is the thing. That martial arts experience and what I do pushes me even harder in business. Yeah. I know that I can tackle anything that comes in front of me. Yeah. And I can't thank John enough for doing that. And I tell everybody, you know, it's interesting. I tasked something to my management team about two weeks ago. I said, you know, I always tell them what I do, but very few people could keep up with my schedule. Right. I mean, I train hard and there's very few people. I get, I get UFC trainers that come in and I'm beating them Yeah. and they're like, this guy's 52. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm I was like, going to ask you, you know, since you do go to this pretty famous, where it has a, a pretty famous roster, right, of members, like, have you ever gotten the better of, of one of those guys? Like, uh, you know, had, had your moment? Uh, you know what? There's a gentleman's agreement. You, we don't you, talk about this. So, you don't so got to drop names. You always you have your good curious. days and your bad days. You know what? The thing that I love most about martial arts is you could be on point one day. Yeah. And totally off point the next. You're never the best. Yeah. So that way you always strive to be better. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the thing is, is Glover Texera, he's getting ready to fight for the uh, light heavyweight champion. He's a friend of mine. He's going to be out. I can't wait to go watch him fight. He's going to be in Hawaii with me That's awesome. uh, this year. I cannot wait. I mean, it's amazing the people that come through our camp. That's right. And So, uh, it, so it, it's a passion. Oh, so obviously. Has it always been a passion? Like to be a, Third degree black belt, you said? Like, yeah. that's some time, right? Yeah. I, I've been at the pit for f 14 years. Okay. Oh, wow. So I actually started... Uh, so you didn't start when you were like 20. No. I mean, I, obviously. Well, that's, I started later. Yeah. Well, yeah. I actually started for rehab. So okay. I lost my left eye. So I'm actually, I'm legally blind. Okay. So I was born legally blind and I lost the better of the two eyes. So my left... Better my, of the two eyes that were already bad. Yeah. So my right eye, um, 2,200 heavy stigma, stigmatism. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. So you're blind at 2,400. Oh, wow. So I have a custom-made contact lens that uh, the inventor of the contact lens, his son actually fit me with lenses years ago. Wow. So I had a car battery explode, and I Good lost friends. my left eye. Oh, shit. And so I had no hand-to-eye coordination. I had no depth perception. If I looked down at the dash, if I looked down at the dash and I looked up, I couldn't see. Wow. So my eye wouldn't focus. So a friend of mine took me to a martial arts instructor, and I started doing martial arts training. And um, I'll never forget the doctors telling me, don't do it. Don't do it. You could hurt your your good eye right. because you're only have one. A retinal detachment or something. You're going to detach a retina. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have problems. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because my vision is prone to detach retinas. Wow. Yeah. And so um, a few months later, I go in to have my eyes checked. And they I went through the peripheral vision tests and everything. And 
and they went over and um, cause they were telling me, don't do this, don't do this, don't go, you're gonna hurt yourself. And so I went over and um, I went and did all this testing and they came back and said, well, I need you to go do this testing again. I said, okay. And they said, well, we don't understand it. You almost have the peripheral vision of two eyes. Wow. Wow. And I, lo I looked at the doctor and I said, don't ever tell me not to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing is this. You probably I, said it with that same straight so, face, yeah. too. <laughs> and, and, and this is a thing I'm I'm very driven. Yeah. Can I can I dig down just a little bit on sure. that? Sure. Okay. So that doesn't come from nowhere, that drive or that need to, like, I won't say you're trying to prove yourself, but if I was to think about myself and, like, I didn't, I didn't go to college. I've always had a little chip on my shoulder. I've always had to do things better than the other guy. That's I, I have my own story. I'm like, yeah. why I push and push and push and push. What's what's pushed you? Like, because that's pretty driven, third you know degree what? and all that. You know what the thing is? This I've. I think I got inherited the gene from my grandfather. Okay. So my grandfather, I never knew him. He died before I was born. He was a professional fighter. Uh, he actually invented all the aerial photography equipment that mapped our entire country. Okay. Uh, he was absolutely wow. brilliant engineer. He was a, uh, did all the dams, did aerial surveying for the dams all across California and the major equipment that he did. It was, it was incredible what he did. He was absolutely, a, absolutely brilliant, certified genius. And I never knew him. Wow. And it, it was interesting growing up, my dad and I, it was hard for us to get along for a long time. Wait, is, was your dad a fighter? Uh, no, he did a little boxing in the beginning, and, um, but my dad would never show me how to fight. I was a kid with real thick glasses growing okay. up. I was small. I got pushed around. I got, I mean, I, I was a kid that I got in fights every day. Every single day. Because they were fucking with you all the time? I was getting my ass handed to me. Wow. I would have the big guys come up <laughs> because yeah. I couldn't see. If you took my glasses right. away, I couldn't see. I can't see two inches in front of my face. Yeah. Okay, I can't. I had those big, giant, thick glasses. Bottles, yeah. yeah, I had yeah. those. That was me. And I was small. And they fucked with you because. I mean, I, I graduated high school at 127 pounds. Wow. I was a little guy. That is the, and, yeah. I mean, I got my ass handed to me every second. And I didn't know how to fight. And I never, going over and asked my to teach me how to fight. Yeah. And he went over and said, no, um, no, because I might teach you wrong. Oh. I said, okay. Okay. So That's an answer, at least. So I went through it. And you know what? To be honest with you, that stage of my life, I was angry. Yeah. I started working out. I got big. I got strong. And I had a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> and the thing is, this martial arts made me a completely different person. And I mean, it made me, you know, and like at the pit, I've always been driven in anything that I did. Like, I'll yeah. never forget my eye accident when it happened. I always used to race motorcycles and I was the guy that went fast. So even though I didn't have good vision, I could ride and I could yeah. ride really well. And I would, I was a desert racer that I could go fast. And then I'll never forget that first time I got back on a bike after my eye accident happened, I just couldn't ride. Yeah. And then I'll never forget the second time I went out to Glamis. And, you know, my friend, he was just like, come on, go ride. Let's go. You know, and he was just trying to push me. And I just, you know, I just wasn't feeling it. And then something clicked and I twist the throttle. Something changed at that moment. I had my big KX 500 that I had and I was with a big group of people and something clicked and I twisted the throttle and I remember stopping on the top of a dune in Glamis and looking around, there was nobody around me. And they all, and, and finally, when I went back to camp, they said, yeah, you were going so fast that so we just let you go. <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> and and I'll never for, I'll never that forget that day. Shit. I'll never forget that day. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what? That day I just went for it. Yeah. And I never let anything slow me down. God I'll get in it. there with the best fighters. I don't care. You might beat me, but yeah. you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna work hard. And you know what? I'm gonna train. And I'm gonna train you hard. I'm gonna push you to a different level. Yeah. And and that's the thing. That's like my team. And so uh, does that kind of come over? Like, oh, yeah. Back to them. You know, I have a little saying that it's I tell. It's not super fair, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell everybody that, uh, you know, uh, I have a little saying that says, be, be, be better today than you were yesterday. Sure. So always Progress be over perfection. Yep. And, you know, I tasked something with my team. I went over and I told them this recently. I said, you know what? I tell you all the things that I do that I push myself with mentally and physically. I said, tell me the things that you do. And if you're not doing it, then do something. Do something that will push yourself mentally and physically. Maybe mentally you're just reading 10 pages a night. Sure. Something. Learning. Always be learning. You know, and, th and that's the thing what I do. I have a hard time seeing close anymore. So it's, it's hard. So I'm learning something. I'm working with my hands. I'm, I'm learning something new. And I'm just in, in boxing and MMA training. You know what the funny thing is? You got to, it's strategy. It's all about learning. When yeah. you're sparring, you got that guy in front of you. How are you going to beat him? You have to have a strategy to right. beat them. And you know what's funny is how those techniques transmit right into business. Okay. I was going to ask about that, yeah. You know, it is. Because when you have that thing right in front of you, you got to make a decision. Right. And you got to go you gotta for it. you got to have a plan. Yeah, you got to yeah. have a plan and you got to make a plan. Sometimes you have to make a plan fast. And you got to shift and move quickly. Right. So many times corporate structures, they, um, they don't shift and move. No. You know, or they, they've got to hold a meeting. They've got to make a decision. Right. They get Screw paralysis that. by analysis. Yeah. You know, yeah. They oh, just my don't, God. They, they completely just, lose that, that agility. It just right? drives so, me yeah. crazy. It is incredibly frustrating when companies, like, kind of just get locked into the decision-making process. The they almost create their own bureaucracy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got a great team, and I, and I tell them, tell me after. And uh, sometimes, you know, an employee will need to make a decision. Yeah. Well, you know what? Make it. And then tell me after. And you know what? If you made a wrong decision on something, I'll talk to you about it. But if you want to chew my ear about it for like the next two days, then I'm going to give you input and it might not be the input you want. And you're hiring these guys to yeah. just fucking do some yeah. amazing shit. Yeah. And it's like, do it and then show me. Well, yeah. and they, they grow, you know, yeah. like when you give them the opportunity to make a decision, good or bad, they'll learn from it. Yeah. Right. And if they're, if it's good, then they get the confidence yeah. to, to continue forward. If it's right. bad. And you have the right guy. Learn. Yeah. And they learn from the misstep. And they can yeah. they can move forward. Still. And you know what? That's the thing is the team loves that I trust them. Yeah, that's you huge. Know, uh, they love that I trust them and go. And you know I'm a resource for them. So when they're struggling, they can come talk to me. Right. Yeah. You know, a servant if, leader. If, if yeah. they need help, then I'm there to I'm there for support. You yeah. know, and that's that's why I love Rugged and what we're doing. That you know, it was so great this week to bring this entire team and show them the new Rugged. I kind of shielded everybody away from it. Because I took this on myself. Uh, I'm running a, a very successful company. I'm MMA training, and I was building this big complex over the last two years. And my entire staff didn't have to do anything. What I did was I entirely did this on my own wow. with my contractors and everything over here <laughs> every day. After. You know, sleeping a couple hours a day, maybe. And what I did That's was. incredible. You know what? <laughs> Such a great story. And then. The crazy thing was the the infrastructure that I put in for them, they were blown away. Yeah. I made I, I I made their process so much better. 
and they were shocked that I really understood them. And now they walked into this amazing facility that was custom built for it was them. Built for them, yeah. It's like you gave you you literally built the tools for their success yeah. under one built in under three buildings. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of companies that they'll just get the cubicle, yeah, some desks. Yeah. Oh, your desk goes up and down, yeah. and then sit at it and do your work. But right. it's like yeah. he built. I if you saw it, right? Yeah. You were in there, and yeah. It's so pretty every yeah. every I, so the other a while back. Um, they got these new big curved screens because you have to have now you have to have two screens in front of you. Absolutely. Sure. It's just a so requirement. Yeah. One of the guys <laughs> asked me to buy this. They wanted to spend the money to get this big screen. And I'm like, that's bitching. Yeah. So I went and bought everybody the biggest curved screen we can get. <laughs> and I bought all their screens before I bought mine. That's, right. that's awesome. And, and the funny thing was I went through and I did all these things because I'm like, man, now you don't have that inch gap in it's between annoying. the two screens. It's super yeah. annoying. You know? yeah. And little things like that. Yeah. You know, everybody's a different height. Everybody, uh, so their chairs, so that way you can adjust your desk to the perfect height. And yeah. the Boxo toolbox. I love Boxo. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. You know, because... You need a spot for your personal space. Yeah, yeah you yeah. are kind of wide out in the open here. I want an open format. But this is the thing. When you walk into Rugged, I want you to feel the energy. Yeah. You know, the feel the activity of people working, the friendly faces, people smiling that and asking you to help. Right? And uh, yeah. It, it just well, feels good. The toolboxes yeah. like kind of ground you too. They always there's a they're a constant reminder of like what it is you're doing and who you're doing it for on one aspect of what this business is based on like maybe not necessarily even aviation i mean it's all about maintaining like building your your passion right yeah, yeah. That, that that toolbox to me represents that because i love motorsports so yeah. much yeah and that's the thing that's why i just love what i do and to be able to do this facility and open it up to everybody and invite people to come and build a destination you know that's just incredible yeah. you know it's going to do something for our city it's going to put a Royal Grande on the map. Yeah. And you know what? I'm so proud. I'm proud of this city. I'm proud of the company. I'm proud of our city leaders. Our mayor, if it wasn't for our mayor, mayor um, Karen Ray, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have this, this, this area to build. And she was very instrumental in helping us because I said, I want to stay that's, here. Help me. I just want to underscore, like, and that's a really rare thing to hear. Right, that you're like, actually stoked that on someone, your that someone leader. who's not even not just stoked on, on having hometown pride, but you're actually stoked on the leadership, the of governance your, of, your, yeah. of your of your town, and that's uh, that's refreshing. And, you always and hear the opposite, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's refreshing to hear, and it's, it's it's inspiring. You know, you know, it's interesting. Everybody told me how hard it is to build a Royal Grande. Oh my God, all the horror stories, and they're so tough. Blah blah blah. I've known Karen, our mayor, for a long time, and um, you know, what's interesting is I just talk to people. Yeah. And I'm very upfront and I handled all the politics side of this thing, but there was no political side. We just had real conversation. And I told her, brought her in, showed her the business and she knew what we did, but she didn't know the extent of what we were doing. Right. And I told her where we were going and what we're doing. And, and, um, and I said, I want to stay here. This is my home. I love it here. Yeah. And I want this town to prosper. And um, she bent over backwards, called the person who owned this property, and said, I need you to sell it to Rugged. Wow. So Karen wow. Ray, a shout out to her, mayor of Aurora <laughs> Grande. She's an amazing person. Would you yeah. say Would you say your vision is what sold her? Like her understanding, your passion, your vision for what you were doing? I think so. It was a pretty easy sell. Um, you know, because I knew her, but um, 
Yeah, she just, she loves the city also. And she just knew like, wow, we have this opportunity. Yeah, it's and common ground, right? You you have a common goal, yeah. right? For, for, for progressing, you know, this town and, yeah. and moving it forward and growing it and giving the people in this town opportunity, yeah. right? And so I think, you know, you tapped into that. Was it uh, was I, it built as a, as a destination spot too? Like where we have this car museum and people so can come? So I... I I worked with the architect. I did the first drawings and I drew out this complex and said, this is what I want. And he took that vision and made the plans because I wanted the car museum. I want to show off my cars. I want people to come and check them out and have a good time. Is it like open? That's what I'm saying. Is it open to people to come in and really experience the fab shop? um, We're not going to do heavy fabrication. I like car building, that kind of stuff. But I wanted the prototypes and everything else and my cool stuff. I want to bring people bring people through it. You know, the other day a guy came rolling through here and his tire was bulging out on the side of his trailer. And I flagged him down. Hey, hey, wait a minute. You're about to blow a tire. So I pulled it in and he said, oh man. And I said, okay, I'll change it for you. Wow. <laughs> and wow. so I wheeled out my jacks. I got my tools out. I got all the electric tools, all the boxo sockets and everything. So I'm out there changing his tire. I jacked up his big giant fifth wheel and changed his tire. And, and one of my guys comes over and says, hey, do you know that the owner of Rugged Radios, the president and founder, <laughs> just changed your tire? And I said, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what that's who I am, yeah. period. I'm the guy that'll go out and change your tire and say, have a great day. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I got to say, I mean, I've met you a few times now, uh, working for Casey and understanding who you are and needing to know. But I'm so glad that you and I haven't spent that much time talking before this because it's been so fun hearing like the journey and experiencing it through your words, like what you've done to make and think to get you here. like. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming like on this and talking to Frank. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love this kind of stuff. And, you know, everything that you guys are doing and the industry is doing right now. And there's a lot of good companies out there. And there's some that aren't great companies. And uh, But you know what? It's just it's fun to see the good companies. And Casey highlights, I personally couldn't be more proud. You know, I just, like I say, for a long time, I love this company. You know, and um, when I look at the products and everything else, and so, you know, it's funny. I don't know. You'll have to tell Brad this, but I'll never forget. I love the smiley face logo. Right. So I surprised Brad a few years back, and I made the a new smiley face when I put the K C and then highlights in the smile. Oh yeah. And I brought that back, and I said, "Here's the file. You need to do this," because I love everything about the start of the company. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's got a lot of. It's got a lot of. A lot of not just heritage but i mean even for me like and everyone has their own kind of story of when they first fell in love with like the brand or realized it as an off-road lighting company right like i think yours ollie was goonies yeah 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 the fratellis uh yeah uh cherokee or whatever right and for me for me it was it was back to the future like it was watching marty's truck and still to this day actually we were watching it um a few days ago because i always stopped the channels when it's on and it was on the scene where the truck rolls into the gas station yep. on the yep. on the bed of the yep. tow truck and i said exactly. i said i don't care how i do it i am gonna recreate that scene with yep. my toyota yep. like i'm gonna put it on a flatbed hey. with some flags all i knew was mama fratelli drove the shit out of that fucking like uh suv and yep. i'm like that thing's badass yeah yeah and it had the cases on the front i'm like yep. i want an off-road yep. since that movie i've wanted one yep. my my it's dad's amazing. convertible baja bug Casey highlights on it. 
back that's in right. the 70s. Yep. Yeah. Classic. I mean, that's know, classic. I mean, I mean, the thing is, that was like early 80s. Mix. My dad had his Baja Bug, and I'm just like, oh, my God, the Casey highlights on there. I still remember that thing. I, You know what's funny is I remember every detail of that car, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, you know, I love that stuff. That's rad. Excellent. So great. Well, I'm so glad you guys came out here. Yeah. Thanks, check, for, thanks check for having us. Thank you for the tacos. They were delicious. The hospitality has been fantastic. Is that a is that a taco shop that you work with? Like uh, that's Otten Brothers Barbecue. They're great. They normally come out and they cater our events with barbecue. They're amazing at bar barbecue. Yeah, they great. We told them they had to come out and do some tacos for us. They and, killed it for yeah. doing barbecue. Yeah. They killed it with yeah. the tacos. They're they're, awesome. they're great people. Yeah. And uh, you know it's uh, and somebody brought me a bonus hot dog, which I don't know where that came from. That was that, that was from was, Dustin's wife. That Sarah. was delicious. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> so no, it's been a great day. Uh, Tara Crew's been out here Amazing. having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah that was great. And, uh, we've had some great people out here and showing off the building. We haven't even had our grand opening yet. <laughs> I thought this was the grand opening. Is this <laughs> not the grand? Yeah, I thought you guys not, were this isn't out even here the now. grand opening That's awesome. yet. But are yeah. you guys working now out of here? Oh yeah, okay. we're, we're yeah. working out of here, and we're gonna have a big city grand opening. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And. Uh, but it's just been so hard. Yeah. We'll try so, to come out So earlier. this might be kind of yes. our grand opening, but this is the thing. <laughs> I mean, I have a ton of celebrities and everybody that wants to come out. I know a lot of people. And um, so when we do do a grand opening, we're going to do something really big. Well, if you got some okay. room for the little guys on that list, you let us no, know. We, we'll, we you definitely we'll come are coming. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, Greg. All right. Thank you so much. Thank hey, you so well, much. I really you appreciate guys. it. I love what you guys have done here. I love the crew. Like, between the two Steves and Dustin and everyone, it's just you always feel like family when you're always, here. So always. really appreciate it. Well, come up anytime. This is a beautiful spot on the Central Coast. Yes, it is. <laughs> and come up and spend a day with us. Appreciate Thanks, it. All right. Thank you. All right. You ready to pay some bills? Pay some bills. All right. So if you guys want to know about Rugged Radios, go to ruggedradios.com. They got a beautiful website. I know yeah. my boy Dustin busted his ass on that with it the team fantastic. and it looks great. It's really nice. And actually, it's a lot easier to find stuff. It now. is a lot oh, yeah. easier to find yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, the guys killed it on it and uh, yep. did a great job and just a better experience for our customer. It kind of reflects everything else around us, yeah. like yep. on the physical to the digital. It like is, there is a very linear yeah. path there for sure in, Love in, it. in the quality and and welcomeness yep. um next up is rebel off-road they you know they've been showing us love from day one both yep. of our vehicles on kate and on trucky from day one yeah exactly yeah. so check them out rebeloffroad.com they, they've also got your armor needs covered for the jk jl and jt and if you need a pretty a pretty luxury bed rack for that jt <laughs> they've go. got you covered there too yep. so check them out and then next we have uh, Milestar Tires, which is the tires. Uh, those are the tires I run. Um, I would say they are the best all-around tires. So I've driven on a lot of tires. Some are really amazing, like just for like crawling. Some are really amazing just for driving on the road. But I would say Milestar, like you get the, the quietest tire at the performance that it performs out on the rocks. And then I can do circles around you and others in the snow when we're all out at Lytle <laughs> Creek. Um, they're bitching-ass tires. And... You know, and I'm and I'm biased. I'm biased because Martin, who runs marketing over there, and Andrew have been nothing but good to me. And Martin's personally been involved in building my Jeep, so I just got to put that out there. That's the kind of love yeah. that comes out no, of that. Martin's group. a good guy. He's he's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, next up is DeMello Off-Road, um, also another company covering your armor needs for Toyotas and Lexus vehicles. It's what's on Truckee, front and rear bumpers, sliders. Uh, they make some pretty awesome stuff, and they have a lot of variety. So if you've got something that you want with double hoops, no hoops, flat tops, you name it. They can they can take care of you. They can also install the stuff, um, and they do suspension. And now I just saw the other day, like they're selling like Dometic fridges. So yeah. like they they're they want to be your one stop. Yeah, so. they're really kind of covering your bases there. So check them out at 
DeMelloOffRoad.com. And of course, Casey, who you know I work for and who've been nothing but supportive of us even before I worked for them. So this podcast really is a, yeah. a partnership between us and our buddy Alan over there. Yeah. And um, just nothing but appreciative. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to check us out at RigForDirt.com on the Instagrams and the Facebooks. Uh, we've got some cool swag up there for you, too, if you want to get a T-shirt or a patch. And give, us a, give us a review if you think we're full of shit. Right. Or if you love us. We'd love to hear those, too. Actually, like more kids so. Here, I'm sorry. <laughs> more, I'd love to hear that even more. So um, check us out. Um, I'm Frank at Trucky McTruckBase. I'm Ollie at Kate the Jeep. Thanks, guys.